This is WCM's Park Update, a weekly show covering the outdoor hospitality industry hosted by Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. During each episode, you'll hear from special guests and campground experts on topics that will help your park flourish. WCM's Park Update is a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Hi, I'm Ben Quiggle, editor of Woodall's Campground Magazine, and welcome to another edition of WCM's Park Update. Uh, my esteemed co-host Mike Gast is here, former vice president of communications at Campgrounds of America, which they're doing a lot of big things. I'm excited about their new corporate office, Mike, which yeah, are you get invited. I've, I've been working, well, not yet. I've been working on them to uh, like <laughs> name the training center or maybe the communication center after me, but I, I, I'm afraid they're going to make me die first. I think they're going to, maybe. <laughs> And then our two our two guests today is um, Mike Harrison and Aaron Forrest. And Mike is the um, well, I screwed up on the uh, title there. So Mike Harrison, you're the um, chief operating officer of CRR Lifestyle, and then Aaron Forrest is the corporate director of sales and marketing. So welcome to the show. <laughs> Sorry for the bad for title having... entrance. So. Uh, um, uh, and and I think people may recognize you guys, uh, the company. I guess you changed the name like a year or two ago, right? So didn't it used to be like Contemporary Residences and Resorts, and you kind of shortened it? We did. We were Contemporary Resorts and Residences. That's what we opened up in 2018. Yeah. And uh, we were just going to do RV resorts and manufactured home neighborhoods. Um, and then as we grew into other hospitality and operations businesses, uh, you know, we thought uh, to adapt and evolve it. Plus, it's long to say, you know, if you chipped up our titles, try saying contemporary resorts and residences three times fast, <laughs> LLC. Um, so we thought CRR lifestyle company just fit, you know, where we were headed a little bit better as we entered into RV storage and self-storage and car wash and hotels. Uh, so it was more encompassing. Yeah, so you guys do a little bit of everything, which is pretty neat. And I know, so do you guys just have the four resorts right now, or, or are you guys working on any more resorts? Uh, as far as uh, the resort world goes, yes, we have the four, and then we have uh, two others under development as well. Uh, okay. As we all know, development and supply chain has slowed that down uh, a little bit. Um, but uh, currently looking, we have three other properties that we are currently identifying uh, as other uh, opportunities as well, but they're they're further behind. Uh, and then, of course, looking to acquire through third party. And I know, I believe the there's three of them on the Western side, and then you have the one that's in Georgia that's um, going to be opening here pretty soon, right? Uh, yeah, it's it's actually technically it's South Carolina. It's about 10 okay. minutes over the Georgia border, right, right near okay. Savannah, Stonesboro. Uh, Savannah Lakes RV Resort, which is in Hardyville, South Carolina, <laughs> excuse me, right in between uh, Hilton Head and uh, Savannah, if you will, and that should open up uh, in the second quarter. So you're concentrating on the RV side of the camping business, and you, you're really not into the camping and accommodate or the cabins and accommodations part of it. Uh, the cabins we are, the, the tenting, not so much. So our resorts are definitely upscale luxury resorts that have, you know, uh, either paved or, you know, compacted sites. Uh, but then we certainly, you know, we, we highlight and focus on the glamping aspect, especially since, you know, near all of us are from the hospitality industry. So uh, either park models, cabins, luxury tents, covered wagons, 
that kind of thing is is certainly prevalent in all of our resorts. I love the uh, the second part of your name that you've got in your logo, a lifestyle company. I think that's uh, that is very descriptive, yeah. and it, it kind of encapsulates what a lot of companies in the camping business, anyway, uh, wish that they could evolve to. And it seems like you're starting that and making sure that that's front and center at all times. Sure. I mean, Aaron, if you want to speak to that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, our vision at CRR is um, to be the preferred provider um, evolving the industry for the modern world. Um, so it's, you know, a lifestyle and a brand that um, we are developing um, and, uh, you know, delivering to our guests and our customers. How do you how do you pick the spots you want to be at? I mean, you've got four now. Uh, it, the, with the Georgia Park, it seems like it's getting farther farther afield from your core. Uh, what are you looking for when you when you look at expansions? Uh, yeah, great question, Mike. I think uh, there's 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 two components to that one is from a development side, as one is from a management side, and they both um, they both fit the same pattern. I think you know from an, from an ownership side, we're certainly looking for. Um, high traffic areas. You know, if you look at, you know, all of our properties, they're all along a major highway, if you will, the I-95, the I-10, the I-17. Um, you know, accessibility is in our, uh, our uh, mission statement. Um, so accessibility, because we want all campers to be able to stay with us, but also um, accessibility from a locational standpoint as well. Um, and so we are focused certainly in the, the warmer full year climates, if you will, uh, so the Southwest, California, uh, Texas, uh, and then obviously the Southeast area of, of Georgia, Florida, South Carolina, North Carolina, um, Tennessee, uh, you know, we wouldn't be opposed if somebody said, hey, we got this property right outside of Yellowstone, right, of course, or some of the other major destinations. But, you know, as we grow in scale, clearly we want to stay concentric and clustered, you know, to areas that we can deliver the best service until we, you know, scale to a more appropriate and regional size. Um, you know, if somebody came to us and said, hey, we got four properties up in Oregon, we'd absolutely look at it. Um, so as we look specifically for ownership developments, you know, we definitely like to focus on on particular areas that that have a need that have um, uh, some transient demand. Um, you know, if you're looking at the southwestern area, if you're looking at the southeastern area, you know, clearly a little bit if you build it, they will come in Florida. Um, but certainly we like the transient side as well uh, along that little mid-Atlantic eastern seaboard um, area. So we, we take a look at the demographics. Uh, you know, it's, we'll look at the tourism statistics, um, you know, and basically traffic count too, uh, just to make sure that we understand where we're putting it, you know, makes logistical sense. Um, it's not as important, you know, from a visual standpoint, I think it used to be important that you could see a campground. In today's digital age, it's not quite as important because you can obviously find them uh, through many of the apps. I thought yeah. your uh, your listing of your resorts was really interesting. You, you know, you've got the you've got the Verde, which is which is so so beautiful there at the Verde Ranch, and then you uh, with the one that's I I, I presume is still uh, set to open this summer at, at uh, outside of Palm Springs. And then uh, again, the, that beautiful golf course setting you've got in the photos there, and then you get into the one at at, uh, at the, the other one in Arizona, and then the Savannah Savannah Lakes 
property. The photos you, you chose to illustrate those, especially the one at Savannah Lakes, obviously a new construction with, with the with the log rollers and the and the uh, construction going on there. It looks like you're clearing some bare ground out there. Yeah, we uh, went into an area there. Um, I mean, I think it's you know we went through a lot of different discussions. When we were naming the resort because it's 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 adjacent to the um, Savannah Wildlife Refuge. Uh, you know, so. Uh, and, and right in the middle of the forest. So we were looking at various different names and, you know, it's it's like a sanctuary. So we had started looking at sanctuary resort and and some other, you know, kind of naming convention, but we landed at Savannah Lakes because it does have a couple different lakes in the in the section there, but it is definitely cut out of the forest. Um, so you can have access right from the highway, but you don't hear the highway. And as soon as you drive in, you really just feel like you're in the sanctuary in nature. Um, and the wildlife sanctuary is, is again, 10 minute drive. He's certainly four, four different, uh, very different locations for, for very different experiences. What, what did, what does the company bring in as far as consistencies to make sure that people know that they're one of your places? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's where the branding comes in, you know, so uh, as we build our websites, as we build our, our marketing, you know, profile, Part of that is making sure that uh, you know all the hallmarks of each individual property's brand are carried through. You can see there's consistency, you know, for all of the logos that you know fit with that same CRR, uh, you know, brand brand identity and logo logo, um, you know, whichever the resorts are. So that's number one. Um, number two is you know we want to tie the experience, um, you know, experiential hospitality is something that we're after. You'd mentioned a lifestyle company earlier, and so we want to provide them with something that is fulfilling, you know, that, that hopefully they've achieved their dream, you know, hopefully they're, you know, either relaxing or they're vacationing or they're living, you know, somewhere that they feel special, you know, whether it's the location, whether it's the amenity or whether it's our people, um, you know, so that will be, you know, certainly consistent uh, across the portfolio. Our activities, you know, we have, uh, you know, great activities delivery. These are resorts, you know, all inclusive, so to speak, that, um, you know, we provide, excellent and specialized local activities again to touch on that experiential hospitality so that's unique to the area you know in Rotary Ranch we have the river that runs right along the property so a lot yeah. of easter egg hunts along the river um you know or in Coachella of course we're building that putting course and we have lakes so you know drive-in movies right by the lake and the amphitheater or putting you know uh contest so I, I think the marketing and the brand identity it's no different than a hotel brand or KOA I'm sure you know near and dear to your heart uh, you know, I, I use the, the example when I have these discussions with the team about DNA, uh, DNA or vibe, right? And so if the DNA of your, you know, I use a football team as an example. Uh, I'm a diehard Patriots fan, you know, red, white, and blue in the uniforms, you know, so if you put a Patriots helmet on and it had a yellow stripe, you know, that doesn't fit with the DNA of their, you know, team uniform and their team profile and their team makeup. Uh, and so our resorts are the same thing. You know, if you if you put something in that doesn't belong, right? It's 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 disharmony, and so that's something that we continue to focus on from a consistency standpoint. Yeah, and you guys just launched a third party management service too, um, CRR Hospitality. I guess just explain a little bit why you guys decided to get into the to do that. You know, to get into the third party management business. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we're thrilled to be entering this space. Um, you know, we come to this with decades of hospitality experience um, and operations and, you know, a little bit newer, if you will, to the 
the RV world, but still five years of experience. Um, we've had great success. Um, Verde Ranch was park of the year for the whole country with Arvik. Um, yeah. So we think we've got you know a little bit of cachet with that. Um, and we think we have something to offer you know, to other owners other than ourselves. Uh, we want to share, you know, what we can do uh, and help other owners see success and and drive their marketing and reputation management and NOI. Uh, so with our hospitality slant, if you will, and our approach, um, you know, we want to expand our portfolio and be able to bring other uh, resorts and parks uh, and storage uh, and hotels into the fold, uh, if you will. So does that become a, a franchising agreement then? There's um, potential uh, for that. You know, there's right now we're starting off just in third-party services. We will have certain criteria that that we want you know our our partners to to meet, um, uh, and then there may be an option for franchising down the road. That's that's you know down the road so to speak. But in the front. You know, we think they're auditioning us and we're auditioning them, right? We want the partnership to be great. Uh, you know, we want our good SAM ratings, you know, to be 9, 5, 10, 10, uh, you know, and so we hope the owners and partners, you know, have those same goals uh, as well. Um, Aaron, I guess, you know, when you're marketing these parks, what who are you marketing them to? Are you seeing a lot of families? Are there, you know, traveling workers, um, is it a is it a mixed bag? I guess it's definitely a mixed bag. Um, we all of our properties are family friendly, pet friendly, work friendly. Um, that we like to market them. Um, so especially um, after uh, COVID, there are so many more families that are on the road. Um, you know, many of them were. Uh, pre-COVID, but then a lot of them, um, you know, had a lifestyle change uh, during the pandemic and are now out on the road. And there aren't as many um, properties uh, for them as there are for uh, the 55 plus um, generation. So we certainly see a lot of families, um, a lot of uh, people working from the road, um, whether they are millennials or Gen X uh, working from the road. Um, and then, of course, we have a lot of snowbirds because of our locations um, being in Arizona, Southern California, and then in South Carolina. Um, so. so do you see a lot? So do you see like a fluctuation then maybe like at this time of year, it's snowbirds or whatever. And then like when you're when you get more near summer, it maybe is more families, I guess, or. It's pretty much all year round. Um, there's a different mix. Um, certainly our season um, is going to be our winter season because people are attracted yeah. to the warmer temperatures and the sunshine. Um, but then we have, uh, you know, uh, a lot of people who are working in the area, whether they are full-time nurses or construction or project workers. Um, that are all coming into these different areas that help us out year round as well. Um, so. Doesn't doesn't it get really warm and sunny in the summer? Like extremely hot, right? So that Arizona does get are. warm, but uh, you know, misconception of Arizona is that it's all hot. Uh, when you start to go into the northern part of Arizona, for example, I think they got a, about 20 inches of snow last night. Um, and Camp Verde is kind of in this nice little valley 
between uh, Phoenix and Flagstaff called Verde Valley. It's about 3,000 to 3,500 feet in elevation. Um, and they've had a very wet winter this year. Um, Arizona in general this year has been a quite a bit colder than our normal, um, but uh, it's not as hot in the summer as Phoenix, but doesn't get the feet of snow that Flagstaff does at 7,000 feet. And it's kind of right in the middle and a great spot to have as your home base to explore Arizona. So Mike, is is RV storage a part of the plan for each one of these locations? I know you've got a, a, a big facility at Verde Ranch and you've got plans to open up, up and them up next year in Savannah Lakes and Buckeye, uh, which is also near, uh, up there. So uh, that's a, a, yeah, that's a great question. I think it's a, um, we are definitely hot in the RV storage market um, and where it makes sense, we'll have them adjoining or adjacent or adjunct, that's a lot of A words, uh, to the resort. Um, um, you know, but there'll be some locations, you know, we have a, a couple of locations in Florida and Georgia that we're looking at that are standalones, uh, a location up in the Northwest, you know, that's a standalone. So we definitely see volumes of scale and synergy, you know, where it can adjoin uh, a resort. And yes, in those properties that you mentioned, we're absolutely looking at that. Coachella is another one. We have two separate storage facilities that we're looking at out there. Um, but, uh, you know, where we can find the right opportunities and the right need, we're, we're addressing uh, storage facilities in other places too. I guess I'd ask the same question about, about the uh, Verde Ranch Estates where you've got the, the modular homes out there. Is that a plan for each one of those locations also? I think that's an opportunity that we're going to take as each uh, area uh, presents itself. You know, uh, the last couple of years have been hot, right, for the housing market. Uh, this year, not so much. So, you know, we want to kind of see what's going to happen with the market a little bit uh, as we move forward in these various areas. But there's certainly a housing need that we've been looking at, you know, in the northern Phoenix areas, as Aaron mentioned, uh, there is a housing shortage. And so whether it's a manufactured home neighborhood or whether it's an RV resort, you know, we want to look to see if we can supply that. You know, Buckeye, we think, is a great example of, of where we have an opportunity to help with a housing, you know, shortage with a lot of these full-time uh, rigs. So Aaron had, you know, a lot of the marketing she was talking about is, is transient, um, you know, based, uh, and this will be more living based uh, with a transient blend, if you will, uh, you know, for the workers out there and the chip plant that's coming up, uh, you know, in the I-17. I think it's the nation's uh, second or third largest chip plant in the whole country. Uh, so we'll, you know, hopefully be able to provide that need in that area. So how do how do yeah. the custom homes fit in with the RV crowd? Do they do they share the amenities? At the facilities? Uh, they are two separate properties. Um, so each property in Camp Verde is um, a, uh, on separate land. So the RV resort is separate from the RV storage and then Verde Ranch Estates and Manufactured Housing Neighborhood um, is separate as well. They certainly have similar amenities, um, but each property has uh, has their own set. But they do, to your point, Michael, they do, you know, one begets the other, right? Like, you know, we've had people who've lived at our resort buy homes in our neighborhood. People in our neighborhood store rigs in the storage and people who are storing rigs stay at our resort. Uh, so they, they they all kind of feed each other, uh, if you will. Okay. And then on and then on the side, it comes a car wash. Where'd that come from? <laughs> uh, well, there's a need for clean cars across the, uh, the world, as, as everybody knows. <laughs> um, so I think, you know, we're, 
conservative yet opportunistic investors, if you will. Um, and you know, the car wash industry is a a great industry to get into. Before we got into it, we didn't know how great it was. It's fun. Uh, it's very profitable. It's still in the hospitality side. You know, at the end of the day, you're providing you know a, prop, a product for a customer, and so you know we're doing the same thing. We're managing a real estate asset investment um, through providing a service for profit. And so, you know, we have several areas identified for car washes, um, and and it is so much more fun than I than I had thought it was going to be before we got into it. Uh, <laughs> but it's it's actually pretty, especially if you start to nerd out on the chemicals and and you know cars per hour, and if you're a little bit of a data head, uh, you can really go down the down the rabbit hole uh, with with the information. So, do you guys do any RV washes? So we do an RV wash up in Camp Verde. Um, we have a, a car wash in Camp Verde as well. Um, it's not under the CR management uh, portfolio, if you will, but but we as our as our partnership group uh, do have an RV wash uh, up there, and we are looking at potentially expanding that to the other car wash areas as the RV as well. And this is in Peoria, which isn't necessarily heavy RV world. You know, it's much more of a you know urban retail uh, destination. Uh, so it's more of that particular car wash is, is high, high transient car, touchless car wash, much more of a different customer. Camp Verde, absolutely a need for an RV wash. Uh, so it just kind of depends on the individual market. All right. We have to take a break to uh, just mention our sponsor, and we will be back in a few minutes. Yes. Thanks. WCM's Park Update is being brought to you by Woodall's Campground Magazine. For over five decades, Woodall's Campground Magazine has aimed to provide park owners and operators with the relevant industry news they need to run their businesses more efficiently. As times have changed, so has Woodall's Campground Magazine. Besides just its print publication, which is distributed to more than 14,000 industry professionals every month, the magazine also reaches readers through its various social media platforms, including Facebook at Woodall CM, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Woodall's Campground Magazine also offers a daily e-blast which highlights the top news from the industry. The best part? Everything we do is advertiser supported and free to our readers. As the outdoor hospitality industry continues to grow at a rapid pace, it is important to stay up to date on trends and other relevant news. Subscribe to Woodall's Campground Magazine at woodallscm.com. Welcome back to WCM's Park Update, and we are talking with Mike Harrison and Aaron Forrest from CRR, a lifestyle company, and just talking a little bit about the resorts. I guess, you know, what's some of the challenges you guys face? I know we talk quite a bit about employee challenges and different things like that. Do you guys have issues finding team members for um, like Verde Ranch? Of course not. Um, uh, we, we do like everybody else, I think, yeah. um, we have a benefit, I think above a lot of people, you know, we, we certainly don't follow the, the, the typical camp worker, uh, work camper model, if you will, we yeah. pay a full wage and give a discounted site. Um, we also believe, you know, we think we're an employer of choice. So not only our benefits package, um, but also people want to stay with us. We have a beautiful facility and they get a considerable site discount or comp, you know, rent if they are managers or supervisors. So we're a very attractive place for uh, employees to want to work in the RV world. Um, so we get a very good applicant pool, uh, you know, in, in, in that sense. Um, we have turnover and, and operational challenges like everybody else, but, 
you know, we, we're proud of our 94% engagement score that we had in our last associate survey. Um, so yeah. the culture, you know, the things that, that you know, CRR brings, um, you know, is, is what we're proud of. But, you know, park of the year, I'll tell you that is all associates, you know, the number one scoring question um, on our survey is, uh, you know, I will go above and beyond in my job, um, you know, for this company. And so we have, I would say probably at the resorts anyway, 60% of our associates, that's a, a rough guess, live at the resort. And so, you know, you can't train the pride that they take in what they do. Uh, so they treat it like their home, right? They pick up weeds even when they're not working. They can't help themselves. And so uh, we've got amazing people that work for us. We're very lucky um, and, and have been fortunate to have such a good team. So how do you decide what, what campers are looking for? Do you Are you heavy into research? We definitely do a lot of research. Um, you know, a lot of it can be uh, area-based as well. Um, you know, uh, campers in Southern California are looking for something different than they are in Central Arizona. Um, so as Mike said before, you know, when we are looking at uh, different potential opportunities, uh, it's really looking at a lot of the data that comes out of those areas, whether it's working with their tourism offices and their chambers, um, you know, traffic counts that go through the area. Um, and then, of course, each area is unique in what they provide as well. So Aaron, and I think every, every, everybody's been talking a lot in the last year or so about there's, there's not enough inventory out there, there. There's not enough campgrounds. There's not enough RV resorts. How hard is it to market uh, an RV resort right now? Are they waiting at the gates or, or do you really have to go out there and drum up the business? A combination of both. Um, uh, as Mike said, some of the places are, if you build it, they will come. Um, but then other places, um, you know, Camp Verde is not a well-known area in Arizona. Sedona is, uh, and we're 40 minutes from Sedona. So we certainly use um, Sedona as a uh, marketing tool. Um, yep. Our new property that just opened in middle of January in Ehrenberg, Arizona, River Sands RV Resort is right along the Colorado River. Um, and it's right on the border of Arizona and California. So, um, you know, the big attraction there is the river and people coming there for the uh, water activity and river recreation. And I think also it really depends on the market. Um, you know, if we had a property right outside of Yellowstone, you know, it's a lot easier to market uh, than, you know, as, as Aaron mentioned, Camp Verde. So, uh, we look at the market, you know, to your earlier point in terms of research and occupancy, and we build our performas based off what the market trends and the comp set is. Um, we use the KOA research report a lot for, you know, regional tendencies. Um, you know, when we were deciding, do we want to run cable or not cable? You know, do, you know, what's important? Do we put a dog park or not a dog park? You know, do we want to have glamping options with a bathroom or not a bathroom? You know, those are all decisions. Uh, those are our wagons behind us. Um, you know, those are all decisions that that we make based on research, um, you know, to make sure that we're we're putting, you know, the right things. Now, are we perfect? Of course not. Have we made mistakes? Absolutely. Um, but I think we like, you know, to, to say, you know, you can break something so you can make it better. Uh, so we like to pivot based on what we find. Um, and we think we do it better than most. That's kind of our, our, our motto is if, if we can do a little bit better than our competitor, uh, then we'll be winning. Yeah. 
Um, and and uh, Verde Ranch also unveiled a customer service AI chatbot here recently, right? Yeah. How, how has how has that process been with this new technology? I guess it's been fun. I mean, AI is everywhere right now. Um, my husband works in higher education and all the talk right now. Um, so it's fun having, uh, you know, being the first in the industry with something like this. Um, as Mike said, you know, we'll break it and make it better. Um, so uh, it also really helps with our customer service. Um, you know, it helps with our uh, call volume. So if someone just has a simple question, they can ask Campy and Campy can provide that answer to them. And it helps open up our reservation coordinators or front desk agents um, to assist other um, guests at the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting technology. Mm -hmm. Has anybody like gotten frustrated with it at all at some point? Like, uh, has it been able to answer people's questions pretty effectively? Uh, it's been pretty effective. Um, you know, there's every once in a while you come across something that we need to tweak the answer to, or, yeah. um, you know, uh, the AI um, is only as good as the information that you put into it. Um, okay. So the more it's used um, and uh, the more answers that you provide, um, the better it is. Yeah, we're, we're educating it, right? I think yeah. that's, that's the main thing. And, you know, as Aaron mentioned earlier, our vision is to evolve the industry for the modern world. I think, you know, we'd like to say we're first to this to this table with the AI. And that means there's a couple of hiccups, of course. And if you follow Simon Sinek and you know the law of diffusion of innovation, you know, you know, we're we're at the very front end. Um, <laughs> so it, you know it's not going to be perfect, but you know, hopefully it will evolve and adapt um, you know, as we go. Uh, and we only have it rolled out to the one property for now as we're testing it yeah. to see how it goes. We're pretty happy with it. Um, and oh, as good evolves we can plug it in you know to many we we have actually have rolled it out to our management company website as well um so we're testing it there folks can you know you know try it out like what services does crr offer and so it's it's only as good as what it knows you can you can look at it right now it's in kindergarten um you know so right now it's coloring with the fat crayons and 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 you know learning and you know hopefully by next month maybe it's in, in seventh grade and gets its bar mitzvah <laughs> Um, and then, you know, maybe in two or three months, it graduates high school. And so as it gets more information and learns, it, it will be more effective and adapt. Um, but it, it's certainly been fun to play with it on the front end. Yeah, Mike, what's the five-year plan for CRR? How fast can it grow? Uh, sure. I think, you know, when we were creating our vision statement, and I don't mean to sound esoteric when I when I say all this, uh, you know, we, we thought hard about, you know, what did we want people to say about us in seven years, right? right? And, you know, our goal is never to be the biggest. Um, you know, there are other companies out there that are a lot larger and have, you know, growth targets and are publicly traded. That that's not not who we are. Um, you know, our, our vision was to evolve the industry into the modern world. We want people to be talking about us. Hey, what's CRR doing? You know, what are the things that that you know that makes them unique and special and different? And so our goal for five or seven years from now, for sure, you know, we'd like to grow. We want to grow appropriately. We're not just going to absorb or acquire properties for the sake of acquisition. You know, we want to make sure that they meet, you know, our criteria and we meet theirs and that we're great partners and that we're aligned. Um, you know, so I think in five years from now, do we have a portfolio of, you know, upscale RV resorts and maybe medium scale RV resorts? I think so. And RV park 
you know, could fall in there as well. Do we have RV storage and self-storage? Absolutely. Are there a few hotels sprinkled in there? Of course. So I think it's a it's a bevy of hospitality uh, assets that are that are collected, you know, with different divisions, um, you know, and, and we're seriously looking at, you know, glamping only resorts as well. Um, it's something that we've, you know, got identified as a potential uh, opportunity that we, we have one right now that, that, you know, is identified and we'll see how, how that goes. Uh, you know, that's certainly our wheelhouse too. You know, glamping is so similar to the hospitality industry um, and, you know, what we can do there, we think will be unique and special as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, I guess uh, on the technology side, are you guys keeping an eye on the EVs and uh, other types of technology too, besides the AI? What? We are. Um, you know, electric vehicles, I think we have been taking a close and cautious approach to what the solution is. Um, you know, especially the one in California, where I think it's probably going to happen the quickest, if you will. Um, clearly, we understand and know the goal of what all the manufacturer, automobile manufacturers are for their EV vehicles. But I think until, you know, somebody who's planning their trip from Texas to Oregon, you know, understands where they can stop for power along the way, then it's truly not going to be, you know, fully immersed, if you will. Um, and so I think we're probably two or three or four years away, probably closer to the four-year mark, where this is something where it's prevalent, where RV resorts have chargers. And so we have been looking at, you know, the tier two chargers, if you will, uh, at some of our properties, but um, we want the industry to evolve a bit more, have some more standardization, you know, before we we dive full on. So yeah, we're, we're absolutely in it and monitoring it, but it's almost like when Wi-Fi came to the hotel business, you know, 20 years ago. You know, what, what do you want to do here? You know, what's going to happen? And, you know, there needed to be more infrastructure that was built, if you will, um, before you could enact, you know, some of those solutions. So I think this is a similar uh, type type situation. Um, you know, as far as technology, I think what's pretty cool is, you know, as more resources come into the RV camping glamping industry, there's more uh, sophistication. Uh, if you will, AI is a great example. Revenue management is a great example. Reputation management, you know, is a great example. Um, you know, uh, property management um, uh, and all the different systems. EMS, um, energy management, not emergency services, um, uh, is, is what I mean. Uh, it, you know, there continues to be tools that you can leverage, you know, for the efficiency and improvement of your business. And so, a lot of those things we are implementing at CRR. Um, to make sure that we have infrastructure set up for not just our own ownership group, but, you know, the management services portfolio as well, you know, to give owners access to information, uh, you know, remotely, because uh, it's it's hard if you're in a different state from your property to understand what's going on unless you have good access to information. Yeah, well, um, all good stuff. Uh, I think we're near the end of the show, though. Um, thanks, Mike and Aaron, for coming on. Uh, I, I love your background, Mike. It's it's a great background. So uh, Thank you. I like the wagons. <laughs> yeah, you're, welcome. you're welcome to, to come photo. stay anytime you want and, and see that it's not 120 degrees in Cambodia. <laughs> We'd love to prove it to you. <laughs> I'm, I, I like the hot weather. So I want it 120. My wife well, probably we, not. So you can enjoy that in Palm Springs if you'd like. We'd be happy to show you how to <laughs> in Palm Springs. 
<laughs> but uh, it was great chatting with you. Thanks for coming on the show and letting us barrage you with questions. And thanks, uh, th thanks for giving us an update on the company. And thanks everyone for watching and we'll see you next week. Thanks everyone. Take care. <laughs> Thank you for listening to WCM's Park Update, a production of Woodall's Campground Magazine. Join us for a new show each Tuesday at 3 p.m. Eastern on Facebook, YouTube, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on Facebook and LinkedIn for daily news and updates, and subscribe to our news feed on our website at woodallscm.com. Show hosts are Ben Quiggle and Mike Gast. Executive producers Rick Kessler and Alex Burkett. Copyright 2022, G&G Media Group.